Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. All right, we are back. It is August 23rd, 2016. If you're listening to us live or via podcast, welcome to the SEO Rockstars. This is Chris Boggs. I'm founder of Web Traffic Advisors. Uh, just finished my second year. I'm very excited about that. And Frank Watson, who is also enjoying a whole new life uh, these days. Uh, Frank, Mr. Aussie Webmaster, happy to be talking with you live again. Mate, 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 mate. Oh, mate, mate, mate. Chris, uh, mate, mate, mate. I'm sorry. Uh, Frank just dropped off. He's right coming back in now. Hello. Roger, Roger, Mr. Frank. Welcome back. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was off. I just was sitting here waiting. No worries. So uh, just welcoming you. It's been a busy summer. We're all, I mean, we've been working and maybe taking a few minutes here and there to do some R&R. I personally have been doing a lot of golf caddying for my uh, son. And also we had a couple days at the beach and it's been just busy, busy, busy uh, as web traffic advisors hit its second year anniversary. So, um, and I know for you, Frank, you've been very busy this summer as well. Yes, I have actually. I just started over at Ultima in New York and um, it's been interesting and, and uh, busy, 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 so, which is always so good. I think, I think we're setting up a sort of a pattern here. Last summer we took a little bit of a hiatus, but you know, when we hit it, we hit it hard and we hit it fast <laughs> and we did stuff about SEO. So I guess probably the biggest news, I think, from an industry perspective, uh, over the past month or so since we've been uh, offline um, has been Moz. Uh, Moz.com, as many of you know, used to be known as SEOmoz.com. And uh, they've decided, in a nutshell, to double down on search, according to their blog post uh, from uh, August 17, 2016. Sarah Bird uh, announced that about 28% of the Moz workforce would be let go uh, through side communications. And, and uh, I think there's a hashtag, hire Moz now. So there's groups of people that have left. Uh, but apparently they've, you know, Moz treated them well and gave them a good uh, severance. But uh, Moz is focusing back in on SEO. Is that is that a great thing, I think, for us, right, uh, Frank? Yeah, and, and you know, the interesting part about it is how are they doing that? Is, are they doing it from a, a programming stance of building more tools and, and refining the tools that they've got that seems to be their major source of income? Or... Do they have all these clients that no one's really aware of that they're doing SEO for? I think it's the former. I think that they're, you know, really concentrating their efforts on on the tool area of SEO, especially with what's going on, and um, they're walk, walking away more from uh, providing content because, you know, possibly they're just going to use UMoz, their uh, sort of user base. Uh, content platform that they, you know, would, if you wrote something that got enough play over at UMoz and generally made its way over the Moz blog, 
So I think they've they've found that they can uh, you know use a lot of uh, freebie writers to uh, create the content that they need to keep themselves out there and optimize. And in the interim, they're concentrating what appears to me to be on the tool area. Uh, yeah, and so I mean, no, it's it's an, it's an important conversation. I mean, if you think about it, Frank, over the years, 15, 17, however many years we've been doing this, um, SEO Moz, I mean, has grown from Rand's yellow shoes at the conferences and obvious, you know, genius and, and understanding of how search works to, you know, now they've got a uh, data scientist, Dr. Meyer flipped a little differently uh, than what some of the Moz stuff was doing. So I think, you know, Moz, obviously, since they're doubling down on SEO, they're going to remain an important part of our community. Um, I just hope that, you know, they continue to uh, provide all the value that they can, right? And that they're not an apparent, you know, born in, in some consultants or, or you know, some tool sets uh, side because of potentially different information or data. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And I mean, hey, we remember the days when they first started and, you know, you had uh, Rebecca Kelly and Jane Copeland were part of that crew that engaged through content. But it seems like content now isn't going to be the major play anymore. And, you know, but I, you know, that being said, I'm sure we're still going to have the Whiteboard Fridays with Rand, you know, giving us some insights and things like that. And um, they have invested quite a bit of money into tools. So I think that's going to be their major play. Right. And so um, hopefully they can tie those tools into some cool data sets, right? And continue to. Yeah, and the other part of it is we, we do actually have two articles that were written. Yeah, let's jump into them. And, you know, so, so there is content coming from somewhere. It's going to be interesting to see where and how, how much more of this we're going to see as the impact of the loss of their employees uh, takes its toll. Right, well, so George Freitag, uh, if that's pronounced hopefully properly, close to it, uh, making sense of Google's updates in local search published on a August 22nd, 2016, which is yesterday, uh, for anyone listening live. Um, and um, it's, it's a pretty nice article about, um, you know, um, and, and I guess a nice synopsis of what has changed in terms of the local. No more descriptions for GMB, additional categories no longer supported, Google Plus metrics removed, greater support of reviews for local businesses, uh, and then there's an overview. So, Frank, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, first of all, I think this is a well-collected piece of content here, and like you said, uh, it's, a, it's a good example of Moz continuing to put out important content for people to look at, especially to understand uh, just as much uh, from a, a qualitative SEO uh, perspective as quantitative, because this article really, I think, wraps it up uh, nicely in terms of ma marrying the data to uh, the qualitative information, right, which I think is probably a hallmark of Moz. So moving into the other topic also on this one, we have uh, Wake Up SEOs, the new Google is here, and that's from Gianluca Fiorelli. Uh, from earlier this month, uh, I do not know. I have not checked to see if Gianluca is still uh, on there. And um, um, ho so hopefully Gianluca is still working with Moz. Uh, but this is a nice article um, 
uh, that references a post back to 2011, Frank. Uh, uh, tell yeah. us what your thoughts are on this Gianluca Wake Up SEOs article. Yeah, I mean, this one, it's got a lot of detail. There is, there is a, a certain amount of value to it. it it's a, a little pretentious in the writing, but then we all have those moments, so I suppose. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it basically is talking about the fact that um, we've got to realize that there's a major shift going on within search, especially on the organic side, and that being that they're gearing up to be able to do more machine learning to take you know, a, a more aggressive way of providing really accurate information, whether you know, we've, over the years we've seen it through personalization, we've seen it through you know, them, the work, the very good work that Matt Cutts did of keeping you know, the, the crap out, uh, but now they're looking at you know, the semantics part of it and the intent of words. And, and the, these skills, the rather programming devices or whatever, are being used not only just in organic search. You know, I, I spoke to a company today that's using it for uh, being able to look at conversations on Twitter and uh, gear advertising in that direction. So, I mean, it is something that's changing and uh, we have to be aware of it. Um, you know, you've got the latent semantics that, funnily enough, I remember Orion back in the old search yeah. forum days who, who wrote that and had to have written that in like 2003. And it used to be the most read article in the forums for, for years. So, you know, it's, we're, we're coming full circle. So the pictures of yeah, Obi-Wan so, and yeah. et cetera <laughs> have yeah, a little bit of tie. Yeah, yeah, so from the look and feel perspective, yeah, people feel perspective. may just, you know, not, not jive with it totally, but I do really hone in on that one area you were talking about as well in this article, which is around uh, machine learning, right? And you know that over the past year and probably two years, we've talked about the leak uh, Google quality raters guidelines and, and how important that was in the process of evolving Google's technology towards being able to do more and more of the heavy lifting of the algorithm by machine, right? And, and basically eliminate a lot of the bad. And, and you know, I'm, I think hopefully there'll always be need for humans there to drive uh, that insight. And that's what the Google quality raters guidelines was all about, right? So, um, but I do agree with this article that says people should potentially uh, go beyond listening only to official yeah. Google spokesmen no, like agree. Gary Illies or John Mueller, but people that are involved in Google Brain and people like Christine Robson, Greg Corrado, and Jeff Dean are specifically mentioned. So, a uh, good article over there at Moz, and we will end our Moz segment and go to break here. Uh, so, um, you know, stick around, Moz. We'd we, we love to have you. We're, we're glad to hear that you're back focused on SEO, and we know that you're going to continue uh, to drive great information uh, through a number of sources uh, of uh, SERP results and so forth. So let's kick it over to our valuable producer who can introduce our, in our incredible advertisers here on Cranberry.fm. SEO Rockstar, stay with us. We'll be back with more SEO Rockstars right after this. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform 
creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. This is Cranberry Radio. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rockstars. All right. Thanks for staying with us. We're back with the SEO Rockstars here on August 23rd, 2016. Going to get right into an outstanding article from Alyssa Gabbard over at WordStream, um, who, by the way, manages the SEO and content marketing over at WordStream. Uh, and obviously, Kim, uh, Larry Kim gets a ton of the uh, 
uh, spotlight when it comes to WordStream, but there is a great team over there. Uh, this is a great article that talks about 10 question-based keywords that drive tons of high-quality traffic. It was updated on August 9th, 2016 over at WordStream blog. So uh, let's get right into it. What she does is she, she outlines 10 question types and then there's sort of dynamic insertion that goes on with the question, right? For, for example, what's a good and then insert benchmark or, me or metric for insert processor industry, right? So uh, what's a good click-through rate in Facebook? What's a good conversion rate in paid search? You know, and, and essentially you could uh, try to uh, sub substitute for all those. Uh, and what you'll find is that uh, the average CPC in AdWords across all industries um, is, um, you know, uh, a pretty interesting uh, 232 on the search network and 58 cents on the display network. Um, so I, I believe that sort of that idea is that um, you can get uh, lots of visits uh, per week and drive tons of leads, right, uh, based on um, some sort of a post that's written in that manner. Frank, what about uh, that question? Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's the article itself is clever because it has so much potential. We, especially now as we're gearing towards answer boxes in Google search results and things like that. Um, and also, we, we tend, you know, it's, it really is addressing where things are going because with audio search, people tend to ask questions more than right. you know, the, the days of us just typing in the search engines. We, we've been trained by Google that there are stop words and things like that. So we, we sort of fine tuned, we put just the major words in. Now what's happening is as more audio searches are being done and, and you know, you've got answer boxes and knowledge graphs and all that sort of stuff, the use of these questions and the way that, you know, the machine learning, as we had mentioned earlier, is coming around, it is something that, you know, we should be aware of. It's something that I've been playing with. Uh, you know, the use of near me, that sort yep. of thing, near using the word near a lot more if you're doing local searches. So because people are, you know, yeah. using that a lot more and it's an option that's being actually offered to you by Google a lot of the times. So, yeah, uh, so yeah. no, this is, this I, is a really good article and it gives you a, a lot of ideas. Because I think you bring up a great point in terms of, um, you know, the searcher behavior uh, with using mobile units, it, it's much easier for an, uh, Google to read back an answer uh, on Android if it is written in the form of an answer, right? And a headline or a page title that's written in the form of the question and then you lead into the content with the answer and you create this short snippet is awesome, right? Uh, what's the difference yeah. between X and Y is one a number 10? That's one that we used to use uh, for a client a long time ago that had an issue with people being unable to spell stationary in the right context. <laughs> in this case, it was for writing instruments versus not moving. Uh, so you create yep. an article for that and it can rank for both versions. And now, uh, you know, you can maybe get some stationary sales out of it. So um, the other thing <laughs> on that that I wanted to comment on is that, uh, you know, when you look at these question types, and you create content towards, like you suggested, Frank, towards the mobile experience, 
um, you should maybe even consider, and I think it would be worth testing, creating really short audio podcast answers or even short videos, right? A 15-second elevator definition of the difference between X and Y. Or here's uh, what the, uh, you know, the true meaning of this metric is for this particular marketing channel, right? Uh, if you can do some 15, 30-second ones, there's a chance that those could become the future of these. Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. That, that's really that good forward thinking. Too. I mean, we know that it's not being done right now, but we also know that they're getting to that point. And they're, you know, that's, that's the move. That's why, you know, we've got the move from Hangouts over to YouTube because I think they really do want to make a major play with YouTube. And, you know, the audio part of that could be one of the sources of, of answers, you know, getting yep. more people into, you know, it being that the attention that, a lot of people just take YouTube for granted. They don't realize that it's the second largest search engine, more than Bing or Yahoo. It's just, just done the number of searches hangouts. that are done in it. Or they'll be taking over Hangouts any day now. Uh, hangouts is moving yeah. to YouTube Live or something. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, there is that play to to move stuff to there. And I think, yeah, I think you you hit it on the head. I. If we're still doing this show in three years from now, uh, then I think we'll be laughing we'll be about the fact about that the you picked that uh, one. Yeah. The 15-second uh, answer. Now, th just as a quick point there, in case anyone doesn't know, they call that position zero, those featured snippets, right? So uh, when you get the featured box at the top, and a lot of times these search-type questions or question-type searches, I should say, will uh, result in a featured snippet uh, or an answer box, as they've been called yeah. in the past, right? So who's to say that those answer boxes aren't going to become more universal? Right now, the content's text and usually an image or a screenshot of the page that's being cited, uh, but it could start to include uh, other types of content. That's what universal search is all about. Uh, let's move over to CPC um, strategy blog. Uh, and there's a couple actually articles we're going to cover that are related to e-commerce. Uh, one from CPC strategy and one that you found over at search engine watch that I guess still has some value there, Mr. Frank. Yeah, there was a discussion and I think I may have started it that, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, sadly search engine watch also released an article that was, you know, about SEO being dead type thing where it was like, you know, just so sensational. And I, I don't have that in front of me to be able to pull it up. But, um, yeah, it's that. There's an interesting then, conversation. From what I've heard, uh, click Z, I agree. Uh, maybe going away as well, the, uh, yes. the conferences. But either way. Oh, well, that wouldn't be surprising uh, based on them wanting to, you know, shift immediately to pay to play. And they didn't really take care of a lot of the people that bought their brand to where it was. I'm not counting myself. There's a lot more people that were way more prominent in bringing ClickZ to where it was uh, that were kind of summarily. But anyway, we digress into industry yeah. chatter. Let's talk about four experts on the state of SEO for e-commerce sites for Leanna Kelly. Now, this is a very long article. Uh, personally, I didn't really agree with a couple of the uh, um, suggestions or, or synopses or, or feelings that were pre uh, presented, and, and I'm not going to sit here and bash them either. Uh, I do want to focus in on a couple of things that I really liked, and then Frank, please, uh, you know, um, you know, there's four question or there's questions what's common seo mistakes how should reta retailers approach keyword research for seo compared to ppc 
which I think is different, is an interesting uh, one to maybe jump in on. Uh, there's a couple, uh, you know, good answers or, or okay answers there. Um, you know, I think that with SEO, retailers should also utilize long tail keywords in their strategies. It's, it's a little, I mean, to me, surprising that someone would suggest that you wouldn't be doing that in PPC, Frank. Yeah, no, no, I know. That's, that's the problem. There is, um, there's, there is some stuff that you can do, obviously, with paid search. You can be a lot more structured. You can be a lot more specific. And you can, you know, specify exactly where you want things to land and, and everything else. I mean, unfortunately, with organic, you're at the dictates of, of however the links go to it and, and, and ultimately how Google indexes it and, and decides which page should appear for certain things. So there is, and the four P's of keywords, right? I mean, pro, uh, prominence, placement, uh, position, yeah. and proximity, right? In terms of the word phrase being in order, and so in in paid search, you know, I think it was greatly the the demise of exact and phrase match was greatly exaggerated when uh, Google came out with this expanded broad match about a year ago. And yeah, said and the modified, yeah, it was a said they were shoving it down everyone's throat. But right now, I mean, the most sophisticated paid search campaigns still have very active exact and phrase and broad variants right for for a lot of keywords oh, absolutely so I, I would suggest yeah you know, i mean you've got to, me, to you know i mean and you've got you know, you've got to do a lot of amount of that exact and phrase match because the the broad match at times you know you want to negative things out because they're just it just is a little too broad it's funny they don't do that in the organic side <laughs> You know, everything's a you little know, bit more thing, specific uh, on the uh, organic side versus the paid. When it's you know, the client's money, they'll shotgun you everywhere. Yeah. You know, another one is the, what's a common SEO mistake you see on e-commerce sites that hurts conversions? I think it's a very well-phrased question that all the experts personally, from my perspective, had a tough time really nailing, right? Because um, a lot of times, you know, uh, you see answers around duplicate content and stuff like that. Um, to me, you know, the, 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 the common SEO mistake, the one that should jump to the top is, you know, getting the wrong page ranked for the wrong word or not leveraging uh, sort of a conversion funnel methodology on a page that you've written for SEO, right? Forgetting to include a contact form or forgetting to include a link to the buy page. Uh, but to me, yep. um, I think that that's a great question because there are SEO mistakes that you can do. Uh, you know, often SEOs say, hey, my job is to just bring the horse to the water and I can even maybe try to drag its neck, yank its neck down, but it has to drink, right? It had the content, the water has to taste good in order for the conversion to happen. But I think that there are um, a lot of opportunities uh, and, and some of them are bought up nicely too in here. I don't want to, again, this on all these experts is just so much data in here that it's going to take a little while for you to read and, and come to your own decisions. But Frank, any one, uh, other quick one that you want to hit from this article before we jump over to the SEW uh, one? The, uh, and then Yeah, the, well, the, I mean, the big thing is, you know, and they do mention it in a couple of them, is about, you know, content where, you know, on the SEO side, they and there are places and there are e-commerce sites that I agree don't put enough uh content in around the product pages and things like that and then the other caveat that you've got to watch out for is if you're doing any sort of affiliate program and things like that you've got issues of people just the exact same 
product details and, and that type of thing are just everywhere. So it does create a problem for the search engines to determine who's what and what's where. Um, so, you know, you've got to create a set of rules if you're the actual producer of, of the products that you're selling online to say, okay, this is my content and you know, any affiliates or vendors that are also buying from me and then selling online have to, you know, respect the integrity of my content and not use the exact same or else you can provide them with some that's independent of your own. You know, that, that, that's always been an issue. And it, you know, it just sort of takes away, it dilutes any efforts that you're doing. And the only way that you can counter it is by creating a set of rules where they can't come to your site and just duplicate what you've done. You can go here, right. over in the affiliate space, I'll give you some base descriptions and you can flesh them out. But if I see that you're copying from me, you know, you're going to lose your right to resell for me. Yeah, and actually what that's doing is it's going to end up helping them, right? Because I've played, and I do play right now on both sides of that equation, right? I play with direct manufacturers in a particular industry, and I also uh, am working on a site that sells across the manufacturers, right? So um, yeah. both sides get hurt by that, right? Um, and and it, it's much, it takes longer, and you have to invest in... in uh, you know, content writers that can master the English language and your brand voice and your audience targeting type of intent uh, in order to be able to do that. But you, you hit it on the head and, and there's no shortcuts in that, Frank. It's it's all about no, machine no, exactly. learning, right? And that shifts us over to that SEW one, which ironically, it's five, uh, five proven reasons why it should be part of your SEO strategy. It's talking about e-commerce blogging. And this was published on August 17 by Robert Menning. But the number five one is answer user questions. So uh, talking about queries that are typed as a question, what is the best wedding dress? So, but these other ones th here, I think, uh, you know, it, it, it's very important and it comes into play for people that are on an e-commerce platform that has the, a tough time adding more content at the product or even category level. You know, the number one recommendation is publish longer, more comprehensive content when you're talking about the blog that's attached to your e-commerce store. Yeah, and I mean that's I mean that does become part of it. You know, you can very successfully become a little bit creative around your products. You know, uh, the use of your products, or creative ways of using if you're selling umbrellas or you know things like that. I think uh, KFC, if you haven't heard of it, just launched yesterday a uh, sunscreen for their extra crispy. They're selling, they're giving away a bunch and they've run out of it of sunscreen that smells like fried chicken. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I mean, but it's clever, right? It's going to get viral once it starts, you know, they've taken names and addresses. They're going to mail this stuff out. People are going to start using it. It's going to get its own publicity. You know, that's something creative. And, and if you've got different types of products, you don't have to just keep describing your product. If you have a yeah. blog that's associated with whatever, it, you know, industry you're in, write ways of using it and ha you know yeah the life events related yeah. to your product and then the happiness yeah. of using it or even some perils if you do it the wrong way hey listen Frank, we're gonna you break think about for, the guy the um, best example uh, that's out there is the blended guy you know the guy that does those you know hardcore blender will it blend type uh, videos oh, yeah. and puts all sorts of things in that's creative content 600 bucks yeah yeah, but so, hey, he gets <laughs> links, why, more exactly. links than anyone else, and they talk about linking in this article. 
Hey, let's go to break, and then we'll come back with last few quick topics. Stay with us here on okay. SEO Rockstar. We'll be back with more SEO rock stars right after this. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to rockstar level. Only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. All right, we're back, and it is time for our third and final and short-ish segment today. Uh, you know, we had a lot to talk about, but um, we were gone about a month or so. If you have some topics that came up in July or August that you'd like us to talk about, please let us know at Facebook or at Twitter, SEO rock stars. And you can obviously reach out directly to us. Uh, it's Chris Boggs and Frank Watson uh, at Boggles and at Aussie Webmaster. So um, mm. let's talk about three quick news stories within the industry. And, and we're going to make these quick hitters. All right, Frank. So let's try to limit yep. it to like two minutes each. The Sem Post, our good friend, Jennifer has published a post today, actually, Google to devalue sites with pop-ups and interstitials in mobile search results. So I think we've been talking about this in the past. And uh, as as Jennifer leads, Google's finally making the leap uh, to basically uh, start dinging sites that have an intrusive pop-up or an intrusive standalone in in interstitial or another example of an intrusive standard loan. And so Jennifer's article at the SEM Post links to the Google Webmaster Central blog, which talked about this today, Frank. Your thoughts? Uh, I think it's great news, personally. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's understandable. But, you know, I mean, Google's been doing, Google just has never liked pop-ups and um, the intertestals that creep across 
those that have allowed largely on you know desktop they were the workaround when they started banging uh, pop-ups but you know as far as AdWords goes you can't get your AdWords account if you have a pop-up so they've been doing it on that level for for years and um, you know now with mobile yeah it's it's understandable it just you know it takes away from the experience it, it you know screws up the engagement on a mobile device so uh, yeah. good on them as more tabs making, you're open making stuff. it easier yeah, the list yeah I mean, it's just, it's, it's untidy so stuff one. and it's, you know, lazy work on the part of the people that are using it to try and, you know, capture emails and things, not realizing that you're just hurting your brand when you do it on a mobile device. Right. Earn the, earn the email through an RSS sign up at the bottom of a good article or at the 10th article they've yeah. read and said, hey, I like this uh, place. So the next one exactly. is from Search Engine Land. And just yesterday, Barry Schwartz reported that Google says the Google index status in the Search Console report is broken. So as SEOs, we know how um, basically any tool, two tools that you look at are going to report different data. And that is pretty much uh, all across the board, whatever type of tool it is. Uh, the index report tool versus what's reported in the sitemap status versus the site colon indexation number has always been different in SEO. But if you notice that there's something a miss with your index status report in Search Console. Google's Gary Illies has confirmed uh, via Twitter. Uh, it's broken right now. We know about it. We asked the team to take a look. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, you know, exactly. And it, and apparently you can go in and have a look at uh, the, the pages in the, the sitemap area. You know, it'll tell you how many pages there. So there's, yeah. that's the big that was the big flag, the, the number of pages that have been crawled in the sitemap versus the number of pages that are indexed. People were worried that, you know, that does that mean that, you know, you're crawling a bunch but not indexing them because I've done something wrong, but you're not telling me in, you know, the console what I've done wrong, that type of thing. So eventually yeah. Google just came out and said, yeah, it's broken. <laughs> and it'll be back. And, you know, the site colon is going to give you somewhat of an answer and the sitemap inside of Search Console will give you some numbers. None of them are ever 100% accurate. So, you know, suffer along yeah, I mean, for a week the, or two. The key and thing is, that, you know, for most people out there, your site is small enough or the important pages on your site are few enough in the dozens, hopefully at most or whatever, for a lot of people we're talking to, that this kind of stuff really shouldn't uh, – um, you know, be causing much of an issue for you. Uh, but these indexation numbers are a big indicator of problems with duplicate content and so forth if you do have a lot and a lot of pages. So, yeah, uh, these yeah types I mean, of if you've got a few hundred really thousand pages who you that are. are normally indexed, you got to watch. Yep. So, last before we take off for the week is Google testing image thumbnails in mobile search results again. This is also from Barry Schwartz, and this one was from last Friday, I believe, August 19th. Uh, Google bring back some old tests showing images in the mobile web search results. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, we saw this, and... To me, you know, I think it's pretty easy to hopefully, well, relatively speaking, when you're talking about the millions and, and the people that are working for Google, to do testing around, hey, you know, these types of searches like uh, low emission cars may, uh, you know, people may, their next search is going to be low emission cars that aren't ugly, right? And so yeah. why not uh, include um, an image in the search? 
Well, it promotes, you know, uh, promotes them possibly clicking on it versus just reading the little snippet True. that's there and thinking they've got enough information. Yeah, maybe that's part of it, that Google's finding yep. out that they're getting actually more clicks because to them it's about clicks, you know. It's, it's yep, that's why they, they made... That's why they turned all the, the product listings into uh, back, you know, sort of into, well, there's a long story there, right? But uh, yeah, exactly. uh, and that's where this, you know, the video thumbnails and stuff like that have proven over the years of universal search and all the eye catching studies and stuff like that. So, Frank, it's been great uh, having a conversation with you. It's been far too long. Yeah. And uh, we must go back to work now for however many hours we have left in the day. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today on SEO Rockstars. And uh, come back and see us soon. We should be back next Tuesday. And, and if uh, you guys, if any of the people are going to be in New York for uh, SMX at uh, September, reach out and maybe yep. we can talk to you directly. Rock on. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 